Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, I'm going to give you my insight when it comes to money mindset. And this is, it's actually a question I get asked quite a lot by the members of our mastermind groups. Um, Whenever I'm interviewed for other podcasts, people tend to ask me questions around money mindset or what my beliefs are about money or why people struggle when it comes to their mindset around money. So what I thought I'd do is um, do a short episode here where I can give you three of my, the three things that I think are most important when it comes to money mindset. So let's dive straight in. Um, Well, I guess before we do that, we should talk about why this is an important conversation. I, I think that a lot of people suffer in business, and of course, this is an episode on the Empire Builders podcast, a lot of people suffer when it comes to building an empire because of their mindset around money. Um, And a lot of that stems from, I believe that a lot of the challenges people have around money mindset stem from, or the beliefs they have stem from upbringing. So I think the first thing that I would advise or invite you to do today as you listen to this episode is ask yourself what were you taught about money so maybe ask yourself what statements did you hear regularly in your family when you were growing up around money so I often have this conversation at my events and you know I say right complete this sentence money is fill in the blank um And often people will shout out things like, money is the root of all evil, or um, money doesn't grow on trees, or uh, it takes money to make money, or things like this. So often, a lot of the beliefs that we grew up with, that we heard and took on when we were growing up as kids, are still there in our minds, deep-rooted in our unconscious today. Um... And so what do you do about that? So we're going to talk about how you can maybe start to shift some of those beliefs and see money in a different light. And of course, if you've got a mindset around money, which is very different, often the opposite to some of the things I just said, then the chances are you will A, attract more money into your life and B, keep hold of it um, and build wealth. So um, for me, when I grew up, Like if somebody asked me the question, what do you remember being taught about money? There was there was a lot of things, but there was one overarching belief that um, it was actually my my granddad um, used to say this a lot. And then it's kind of been passed down from generation to generation. I remember my mum saying it a lot as well. And and we now have this kind of like running joke in our family. And, And the statement was always money is for spending and there's plenty more where that came from. So what's interesting, of course, is to analyze these beliefs, whatever beliefs you grew up around when it comes to money, whether it was like mine, money's for spending and there's plenty more where that came from or money is the root of all evil or money is hard to come by or it takes money to make money or whatever the belief was. 
it's useful, I think, to look at those beliefs and then ask yourself, how has that belief or how has that upbringing impacted my relationship with money now? So for me personally, money is for spending and there's plenty more where that came from. What that has meant and what that has taught me is, well, actually, um, the there's plenty more where that came from has always meant that I've been quite good, naturally very good from a fairly young age at being able to earn and generate income. It's never really been a problem for me. However, money is for spending also caused me to make some bad choices in my youth or my younger years around what I then did with the money that I'd earned. And, and you know, my family love them, of course, love them dearly. They have historically always been very much like that in that they've always generated good income, but never really built what I would call wealth. Um, they've never built wealth to a point where it was able to be passed to the next generation. Um, so money is for spending, and there's plenty more where that came from, has positives and negatives, of course. Um, you know, and, and as all beliefs do, you know, if you believe that it takes money to make money, then the chances are that you're going to probably be more of a saver so that you can then use that money to invest, which will mean if it takes money to make money, then the chances are there's some positives to that. Um, you'll have a greater respect for money. On the flip side, if you believe it takes money to make money and you haven't got any, then that will limit your thinking or your ability to create wealth. So I think the first thing you have to do is look at what are your beliefs around money and where did they come from? Try and unearth the actual statements that you heard that were repeated consistently in your household when you grew up. The chances are they're still there and that they will give you, unearthing them will give you a good indication as to why you are where you are right now in terms of your relationship with money. And by the way, I don't know what your relationship with money is. You might be listening to that and you might be going, hey, I've got a great relationship with money. I've built a lot of wealth. I'm really happy with that. Great. You might be listening to this and going, I'm in a really bad place financially. Regardless of where you are, I'd still invite you to go through this process and ask yourself, what are the beliefs that you grew up with or what you were taught about money as a child? And then just look at how that's impacting on your current state or your current results when it comes to money and wealth. So that's the first piece um, is beliefs. The, the second thing that I want to talk about, which is intrinsically linked, of course, to beliefs, is the language that you use around money day to day. So I remember um, in my teens and early 20s, um, there was um, one of my friends in particular, but a group of friends, one of my friends in particular, who would, he, he would say the following phrase consistently, whenever we were talking about doing something, going somewhere, whatever, he'd always say, I'm skint. Always, like literally say those words again and again and again. By the way, I don't know if this translates internationally. If you're listening and you're outside the UK, skint means broke or you ain't got any cash, basically. 
Um, but he would always say, I'm skint. And I remember thinking to myself that the fact that he kept saying he was skin, I was like, that can't be helpful. Now, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, I was very fortunate to grow up and really was raised in the personal development environment with, you know, going to events all over the world with people like Tony Robbins. And so it made me question this language. And I was like, if I say that ever, if I ever say the words I'm skin, then that is not going to be helpful in me being open to opportunities. It's not going to be helpful in programming my mind for financial success. Um, and, and my version of that when I was um, struggling financially was I can't afford it. I'd always, oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to have that. But I can't afford it. Um, and the shift in my language went from I can't afford it. And I started asking myself the question, how can I afford this? Or how can I find a way to fund this? And just by asking that quality of question, instead of making a statement, a statement is very rigid. A question opens your mind to possibilities. So if I start writing down in a list, how could I fund this investment? How could I fund this? It could be an expense. It could be a holiday. It could be anything. Then, of course, it opens your mind up and you start to get creative. So I think the language, the things that there's the beliefs that you grew up with, which are more likely deep-rooted in your unconscious. And then there are the things that you habitually say consistently when it comes to money. And so probably my, I'd say my foundational belief now, and the reason it's become my foundational belief is because I heard it from somebody else when I was probably 20, so probably 18 years ago, I remember I heard this. Um, and I was like, that's really interesting because I did not have that belief about money at the time. And so I just kept saying it again and again, almost like an affirmation. And of course, the more I said it, the more I started to believe it. So I almost managed to overwrite my old beliefs about money by just saying this sentence again and again and again. And that sentence was and is that money is only the measure of the value that I create for other people. Money is only the measurement of the value that I create for other people. And so consequently, of course, if I want to get more money, attract more money, then I first need to find ways to create more value. And that belief has always, you know, for the last 18 years, it's always stood me in really good stead. And it's always meant that even when, by the way, this doesn't mean that for the last 18 years, I've always had an abundance of cash. Not true. But what it's meant is that when things have been tough, I've always been able to turn it around quickly because I've had that belief to fall back on. So, you know, it's difficult to remain positive or to have a positive mindset about money when you're looking at your bank account and there is no cash in there. But that is when the belief money is, is only the measure of the value I create for other people. When you look at your bank account and see there's nothing in there, you go, right, so in order to solve this problem, I've got to go first and create more value. I've got to find people to serve. I've got to find a way to create value, to make a difference, to contribute in some way. So that belief's really stood me in, in great stead, not just good stead, great stead 
throughout the years having this belief that money is only the measure of the value I create for other people. Now, by the way, I am not saying that that is actually a truth. I'm not saying that, you know, there are, there are not people who have built a lot of wealth and have got a lot of money that didn't create any value. I'm sure there are. I'm also not saying that people that are skint haven't got any cash. I'm not saying that they're not creating any value. I'm saying it's a belief that I have which is helpful. So again, I'm not saying this is true categorically. I'm saying that it's a helpful belief to adopt and have. And then the final thing that I wanted to share when it comes to money mindset, and, and this is a big one as well. Um, again, probably as I'm sharing this on this episode, a number of my beliefs are just kind of popping out. Another belief that I could share with you is that um, I do believe that everybody has a ceiling when it comes to their mindset around money. So let's not make it a bad thing. Let's not make it wrong to have a ceiling. Everyone's got one. Even the wealthiest people on this planet, I believe, have got a ceiling when it comes to their money mindset. All that the game really, all that's happened is they've managed to consistently raise the bar and raise that ceiling higher and higher. So right now, I've built a multi-seven-figure business and have got a certain amount of financial ability, support, cash at my disposal. And that has been created by the money mindset I've got right now. It's also, the money mindset I've got right now has got me this far. It's also prevented me from getting any further. There's a reason why I haven't yet built an eight or a nine figure business. And I do believe it's because of the current mindset that I have. So don't make having a limited mindset around money wrong. Know that, this is my belief, my opinion, know that everybody's got that. And the name of the game is to raise the bar, to turn up the dial consistently. And of course, the faster you can do it, the better. But I do believe that everybody has that that restriction, that limiting factor, and it's just a case of increasing it consistently. So, so be okay with it. Another way to think about this is, um, you know, people say, um, uh, or, or I often hear people talk about, you know, a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset. And for me, it, it's not black and white. It can't be. If it was then there would be a definitive point at which your mindset stopped being scarcity and start became becoming abundant. So the, there isn't a moment, there isn't a standard, a, a point at which it turns from one to the other. It's a continuum. It's, it's not black and white. There is a, there's a, a load of grey in the middle for sure. And so because of that, it's not a case of looking at it as, I've got a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset, good, bad, black, white. It's right, I am where I am. And now what I need to do is just gradually, consistently, daily, weekly, monthly, annually, raise the bar, turn up the dial on my money mindset. And so the final thing I wanted to share with you, which is something that you can do and um, actually implement that I think will make the biggest difference. There's, I could do this, I could talk about this all day, but I wanted to give you one thing that I believe will make the biggest difference when it comes to your money mindset. Um, and that is simply getting around people that have a lot of money. 
Um, I mean, again, we could talk about all sorts of techniques you could use to change your mindset, but simply being in an environment that normalizes having money and wealth is the, I believe, the number one thing you can do to shift this. Um, when I think back, I uh, I moved, um, when I was, what, 20 years of age, I was living with my grandparents because uh, I didn't have any money. I didn't have enough money to pay for rent or get my own place. And I was around a peer group of people that all didn't have very much money either. My friend who kept saying I'm skint, couldn't afford to do anything. Um, and what I did was um, I actually physically moved about to a, to a different town about three hours away um, in the southeast uh, of, of England, um, a place called Seven Oaks in Kent, which, by the way, relatively abundant place. That wasn't the reason I moved there. The reason I moved there was because I got a job working for a company. The guy running the company had already built a multi-seven-figure business himself. So I think fair to say he had a more evolved mindset around money than I did. He had a more evolved skill set around getting money than I did. He knew how to sell. He was a great speaker. So like I thought getting around this guy, and he only had like four staff at the time. I think I was his fifth member of staff. So getting around him automatically increased my money mindset. And um, I actually take it, I ended up taking a job with him in sales. And so there was myself and another guy that were the two salespeople in this business. And we were both young, hungry, ambitious. And frankly, I'm not going to make it wrong. Like we wanted to make a lot of money. And so being around somebody else, like I lived with like the guy that I lived with, that we, we were with the two salespeople. We actually got a, a house share together. So we were like both on the same page. We were both really ambitious, both um, gunning for big things. The guy I was working for had already built a, a multi-seven-figure business. So he was already um, a lot further along the journey than I was. And so I literally um, got myself around these few key people that really helped me raise my money mindset. It, effectively, it started to normalize wealth. Um, so the guy that I worked for, you know, had a massive house, amazing cars. Um, and so just being around him, it became more the norm for me to be around that. So I think that the, the easiest thing you can do, and of course it's, you know, it's a common um, stat that's rolled out. I'm sure you've heard it before, is that the most accurate indicator of anybody's income is take the five people you spend most time with, average out their incomes, and the chances are that's the most accurate indicator of somebody's income. There's been loads of research done on this. And so really, it is, this is why I think that the number one most important thing you could do, action you could take as a result of listening to this episode, is find and get around a peer group of people that are already more financially successful than you are, that are already operating at a level that you aspire to be at. And I've done it consistently throughout my career where I've been part of masterminds. So um, I joined a mastermind group in 2014 when um, my business was probably at the mid six-figure level in annual revenue, um, maybe mid to high six-figure level in annual revenue. I was the only one in the mastermind that was doing sub a million a year in, in sales. Everybody else was a million, 
Uh, everyone else was seven figures, multi-seven figures, even eight figures in annual sales. I was, by, by a stretch, the smallest business in the room. And I, I did that deliberately. First of all, I was incredibly uncomfortable being in that room. But it raised my mindset. It, it, it raised, it changed my beliefs around money. It normalized wealth. I remember the first meeting I went to, one of the guys hosted it at his house. So straight away, it was like, I mean, the place was unreal. I've walked in, I'm like, this is the most incredible place I've ever been to in my life. Um, but again, it, it started to normalize it, just being around, getting to know people, what their beliefs are, what, um, how they operated their business. Um, all of these things made a massive difference. So I think the biggest thing you could do is to get around people that have money. And by the way, like the small tactical things you could do, um, now, I'm not saying you have to do this, but like, for example, if you were to buy a ticket to attend one of my events, buy the top ticket, not because I want you to spend more money with me, because the people that buy the top ticket in general are going to be the people that have got my most financial resource. So by doing that, you're going to get around people that are already more financially successful. And you can, of course, connect, network, build relationships with them and friendships with them, which will raise the dial financially of your of your peer group, of the people you're closest to. I'd always be looking for that. I'm always thinking, whatever I'm doing, I'm always thinking, how can I get around people that are playing an even bigger game than I am? So I think the key is to somehow normalise having money so that um, it becomes more natural for you to embrace that and create more income and more wealth. Um, the other final thing I'll share with you, by the way, this is something I've never actually done, full disclaimer. Um, but it's something that a friend of mine uh, has talked about quite a lot, um, which is carrying a certain amount of cash with you at all times. So carrying a certain amount of cash with you at all times, his argument, which I think is a good one, it will naturally raise your, turn the dial up and, and raise the bar when it comes to your mindset around money. Um, you know, so like, he would he suggests having um, I think the, the the formula that he suggests is the amount of money you want to earn a day have ten times that in cash on you at all times. Um, now I'm not saying that this is um, necessarily the right idea or the good idea for you, but this is something that I've had him share with me, and he said um, I won't tell you who it is deliberately for obvious reasons, but he actually told uh, told me a story where. Um, he got the amount up to, uh, it was like 10 or 15 grand he was carrying around with him in cash. And uh, and he was at an airport and it fell out of his case. And he was like, all of a sudden, everybody at the airport like backed off him as if, you know, they were like scared almost of him. And then he was getting all these really weird looks as he boarded the flight. But I think that, I think having... Um, normalize all that really does. It's like normalizing having money by being around people that have got a lot of money. Also, normalizing having cash by carrying cash with you at all times. It's not something that I've done, but I think it's a really good idea. And it's definitely a little tactical thing you can do to to raise the bar, turn up the dial on your money mindset. So, look, I could talk about money mindset all day. Lots of things that I could share with you. Maybe I'll do another episode with some more thoughts. But I like to keep these fairly tight you know, sub 30 minutes where I can. So um, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode of the Empire Builders podcast, all about money mindset. Take care. See you soon.
Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.